0: Welcome back to the Daily Alliance Sports Podcast. Um, I'm back. It's your host, Brendan Jones. Um, joined as always by Gabby Hi, Duke. She was holding down the reins as I was not able to do it this summer, but I'm back, so rest assured. Gabby, how you doing?
1: I'm good. Let us know who you'd rather host.
0: <laughs> you know that was- that's mad disrespectful. I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. Brendan is the best host. He's Twitter, our... Please, <laughs> Twitter please don't vote. Please don't, don't vote, vote. Because... No, Brendan I'm is terrified back. of the results. Brendan is back and better than ever. I'm kind of happy I Kinda. don't have to do the intro anymore and the closing because I'm really bad at it and I always don't know how to end the show. Yeah. So, Brendan's a little better than me. So, he's back and we're actually recording this in person.
0: I know, it's very exciting. We've been on Zoom forever and it's like the worst thing because like there's obviously like the delay and stuff like that, but now you'll get that quality in-person content.
1: And now I can talk over Brendan and it won't like butt me out or anything. Maybe
0: we'll go back to Zoom. Um, Okay. (laughs) uh, So me and Gabby are actually back on campus and Gabby, do you want to talk about like the testing procedures? Because obviously we know if you've been following anything Illinois related, Um, The University of Illinois is at the forefront of testing and they're at the forefront of the thinking when it comes to how to prevent um, the virus and how to try to go back to college safely. Obviously, it's an experiment, so we'll see what happens. But um, Gabby, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So here at Illinois, you're actually required if you're on campus, even if all your classes are online, if you are on campus, you're required to get tested twice a week. And I think it actually went into effect this week or as soon as you get back to campus um, just because I don't think dorms move in until today and tomorrow I think are the move-in dates but it's actually been surprisingly good like I think we've both had good experiences um, there's 17 testing centers now right there's it yeah. started out as four and we've the school's just been receiving a ton of funding it just got FDA approved um, so it'll be spread throughout the state but yeah I think it's really cool to be at this school right now, because again, like you said, we're kind of at the forefront and like, if things go well, like we're the standard. And I think that's really cool. And I think we were talking a little bit about this earlier. Like the school has done in our opinion, everything they can do at this point. Like they've given us access, access to so many resources. So now it's on the students. So if you're a student and you're listening or if you're a parent and you're listening, Wear a mask, social distance. It's really not that hard. Yeah, Being on campus, you're still by your friends all the time. Like, if you kind of just create that little bubble of you and your friends, it's super easy to just get tested twice a week, share your results with everybody. Obviously, if you get a positive test, stay home.
0: Yeah. And but. I, the coolest thing about it is, like, the app. cause like, Yeah. So, they made this app. And this is why, like, I talk about it all the time. Illinois STEM Kids are some of the best, like, they're doing everything. Like, they're in the forefront of testing. They got these apps. And it literally tells you, like, you have to show the app. And it if you haven't had a test in the last four days, you're not allowed to enter any university buildings. And if you are even by a person that has tested positive, it lets you know. Um, so, I mean, like, it literally... As we've said before, like, Illinois has done everything. Now it's on the people um, who go to the school. And it's really re- reassuring to see because, like, Illinois has done so much more than other universities, as we've seen schools close. And, I mean, that could ultimately be the fate for Illinois. But I think they are so much better prepared. Um, and it's good to see.
1: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is we just got this mass fail this morning, Friday morning, about how starting next week they're going to be releasing, like, daily test numbers. So yeah. we'll know – Everybody, the public will know, like how many people have tested positive, how many tests they're doing total. Which I think in this just like world national climate right now, being transparent is literally the best thing you can be. Like if you're trying to hide results, if you're trying to you know make it yeah. seem like things are going better than they really are, you're gonna fail at this. Like you are gonna fail at returning to whatever thing you're trying to return to. Being transparent is the number one thing because. Now you have students trusting you. You have the parents trusting you, faculty. Like, everybody trusts you because you are putting out these numbers. Um, and I think we could just talk a little bit about the testing experience yeah. so itself.
0: Basically what it is is, like, so you go to any one of the 17. There's They're located all across campus from State Farm to the Union to, you know, 1st Street to 4th to Street. Like, there's they're, they're everywhere, literally. Um, and you wait in a line. Um, it's a saliva test so you give them your information you su- swipe your iCard. card it's all right there and then you literally generate enough saliva which is hard because <laughs> it's, so hard. it's, it's harder than it sounds because you can't eat an hour before
1: eat or drink eat like or nothing drink an hour you can't before. put anything in your mouth for an, an hour, hour before. before
0: and then um you spin to a tube and usually it takes me like a minute to get yeah. and it's not a lot of spit it's just no. enough to feel like the bottom of it um and yeah, and then like literally you get your results, sometimes in a matter of hours, sometimes the next morning, all depending on how many people are testing and like all that stuff. But it, I mean like I've been tested a lot this summer. I've done the Illinois test, I've done no swab tests, and the saliva test is always the first one to come back. It's always um, like the quickest turnaround. So it's like a really good thing to have because no swab tests obviously they're more expensive than the saliva test and they take longer um so it's just harder to track like if there's a positive case like okay now it's been like what three days and you might have done yeah you might
1: have gone to however many places been in contact with however many people the saliva test you know within usually a day like what we got tested yesterday morning and we knew that afternoon yeah i mean the first time i got tested i knew within five hours so it's like if you can kind of just get your test, not be around too many people in that like 24 hour span before you get your results, you're good. And I, I don't know. I think I did the nose swab test once this summer. Brutal. Yeah, it hurts, it, it hurts. It's, <laughs> my eyes watered like the whole day. So yeah. I think the saliva test, yeah sucks. You can't eat your drink for an hour before, not that big of a deal. You just gotta plan out your day a little. Um, but I think it's just at first, I think over the summer when I heard <laughs> the news that we were gonna get tests twice a week, I was like, eh that's like a lot I don't know but then I started to think and it's like we know at every point basically if we're negative or positive yeah. if we have the virus or don't and I think that's so it's just so cool I don't know another word to describe it but it's just we know if we're healthy or if we're not right now and I think that's the biggest thing is just knowing if you have it or if you don't so you can stay home so you can social distance so you know you can make take those precautions so I think our school is doing an incredible job and i think this is probably the biggest reason why i'm like so proud to be at this school right now (laughs) um but yeah Yeah. i don't know it's going well things are going well
0: it is going well and it's crazy that it's going well but it's also if you think about like in terms of like the world like it's i know it's still not in a place as you can see that we're ready to even have college sports, obviously you guys have heard the news weeks ago that, um, the big 10 decided that, uh, fall sports won't be happening this or this semester. Um, many people are angry about it, rightfully so, but it's obviously like, that's just the world we live in. The world's not fair. This is, this couldn't have been, you know, like it, this, you know, nobody could have predicted this. Nobody could have Mm -hmm. told you a year ago that we wouldn't have football this fall. Um, And kind of since the Big Ten decided, there's been like, you know, there's been like rumors and like people have been like, oh, sources say this, sources say that, basically hinting at the idea that the decision, the vote or whatever, like however they came to that decision process wasn't final. Maybe there'd be some schools that branch off and do their own thing and still try to play. And I think it was two days ago, Mm -hmm. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren uh, sent out an open letter to all the Big Ten and basically said... This decision was like a consensus decision between everybody and the decision is final. Big Ten sports will not happen this fall. Um, I think we're on the same page when it comes to that's what needs to happen. Because, I mean, when you look back at when sports stopped in March, we didn't know what this virus was. We didn't know how to control it. We didn't know a safe way that to have people play sports and keep them safe. And fast forward five months, we still don't know how to control this virus. Um, Professional sports are doing, you know, the best they can. Like the NBA and the NHL have bubbles for their playoffs. That's seeming to work. There hasn't been a positive test um, in those in however many weeks. Um, Baseball's kind of doing the in-between thing where they have no fans and like they're trying to restrict their players as much as possible. But even baseball every couple of weeks, I think, Somebody in a the Mets team, organization, like, right? Like, two people tested positive the other day.
1: They're keeping it, it controlled yeah. at a, to a certain extent.
0: Right. They're keeping it at bay as much as possible. And I think that's what we're going to see with the NFL. That's what we have seen with the NFL at the, as they started training camp. But as you look at college sports, there's just... I don't think there's a way to do it until you know how to control the virus. Mm-hmm. Because, realistically, you can't put all college sports in a bubble.
1: No. That's just you not... And that... Not, not only can you just not because of numbers and you, just the amount of people you have, but you also can't based on, and this goes back to why people don't necessarily support the NCAA, it goes back to the NCAA's principles that it's a student athlete yeah. first. If you're trying to remove a student athlete from the core of what they are, a student first, you have to blow, you you literally have to blow up the whole NCAA's yeah. principle. They're not going to do that. So unless players and athlete or coaches and teams form this separate union which has been talked about. Like there's been talk about this is the time to try and branch away from the NCAA and their principles, but it's just not realistic. Can I give my opinion? Yeah, go ahead. On what you like about that we need to get this under control. I agree. And here's here's the big thing it's not kevin warren's job to learn how to control the virus as a nation yeah we know whose job that is
0: we know whose job it is and we know who's failing and we know who's
1: (laughs) failing at that job not we're not going to get political or anything but it's the government's job to do that and the government hasn't done that not one person not you know one position literally the whole entire government that's their job
0: and kevin warren is basically been put in an impossible situation he became big 10 commissioner in In january january february maybe in march had to make the decision okay damn dang we can't play the the big 10 tournament and then the ncaa says okay we can't play the ncaa tournament and then then he has to navigate how to do summer workouts and how to have people Mm -hmm. come back to school and then he has to you know be the be the leadership in making the decision that they can't and like yeah people are mad at kevin warren people are mad at the big 10 but that's because they look at You know, the SEC and they look at ACC and they look at the Big 12 Mm -hmm. who are still trying to play. And when you look at, I mean, any map of how the coronavirus (laughs) is spreading, those are the states that should not be playing right now. And
1: yeah, like if anybody should (laughs) actually be playing, it's us, like North. No,
0: exactly. And like that's just the case of it and i mean obviously i don't think either of us think that the sec or the acc or the big 12 is going to last anywhere no
1: no. like i think week one
0: yeah i think it'll be we'll get a few college games and then they'll be like okay we messed up we shouldn't have done this but i mean that's just their way of thinking down there it's like football or nothing and like yeah I, i
1: mean that's fine like it's it's just to me like yeah you can be upset with kevin warren and i don't know if he handled it Correctly, A, because for the whole week after the decision, he said not a word. Yeah. He was not transparent at all. He waited a week to put out this letter that really didn't say much. I mean, I appreciate the attempt, but you're a week late. Like, if you're going to make that huge decision, you need to be ready to explain it on the spot. And I think that's where he messed up. And I think that's where a lot of people got mad. But you can't get mad at him for listening to medical advice, yeah. listening to the NCAA's advice. Like, You just can't because, okay, and I know everyone's talking about, well, Big Ten just doesn't want to be liable. Dang right they don't want to be liable because, you know, if a kid goes out and dies on a football field from COVID, yeah, you know who's liable? Kevin Warren and the Big Ten.
0: And that's like... I wouldn't
1: want that liability. No one should because no one should even want to think about a kid dying from this just because we wanted football. Like... Or volleyball or soccer or cross country, whatever sport you want to talk about because it's not just football. This is a No, it's 100%. Yeah. And I think that's where you have to look at it. You have to look yourself in the mirror. I think I said this on the last podcast me and Josh did. Like, you need to look yourself in the mirror if you are willing to risk a player's life, a young player's life, or maybe a coach's life, a trainer, like, whoever it yeah, be, just to see a sport get played. Like, come on. Like, we need to... If that's what you want, then you need to tell your friends, you need to tell your coworkers, whoever you're around, to actually follow what we should be doing: wear math social distance, and things like that. Like, I know one individual can't change the right, whole right, right. trajectory of this, but if like we as a nation really pulled it together, we could have maybe had fall sports. Obviously, I don't think we would have ever had fans this fall or anything like yeah. that, but. Big time football could be getting played if back in March, April, May, everybody kind of did their part and didn't, you know. I, I don't want to get too much into that. Well, yeah, that, but you but, see, I mean,
0: you see that everywhere. You see that in in Europe where they're now like able to have mm-hmm. some sort like some sort of concerts or even in yeah. Wuhan, China, where this just like where everything started. New
1: Zealand literally New, doesn't have cases. No, exactly. it's gone. It's like gone. Out. it's out.
0: because <laughs> it's because they handled it yeah. the way they were supposed to handle it, and I mean when you look at. I saw you see pictures from Florida and Alabama, Mm -hmm. uh, Tuscaloosa. When like the first day of school, it's like nobody's following these rules, Mm -hmm. but they're the people that want the football players to play. And like I understand the football, like the you have to understand the people that are losing the most are the players. Are the players? uh, You as a
1: fan, yeah. yeah, you're losing your entertainment. I'm sorry. No, like a player, a coach that they're losing their job, right. their livelihood, like their
0: chance to make it, you know, past the, the, the college collegiate. level right. to get
1: paid. Like those are the people missing out the most. And it's that you can't factor, I mean, you have to factor money in because mm. it's such a moneymaker, but that's not the decision. Like the money is not the decision. And that's what I'm scared about the SEC, the ACC, uh, big 12, like where where do you justify a player having a serious ending up with a serious heart condition or even possibly dying a coach dying? Like how do you justify that to just play football on Saturday? I don't and I I, I don't know if you And can, I think and like, one thing I want to talk about is I recently did a couple interviews with some of the old, um the offensive line guys, Doug Kramer and Alex Palceski. Hel- <laughs> if that's wrong, I'm so sorry. But And I talked to him about this one thing, and Alex actually was the one who brought it up. Was the floor there was a tweet a couple weeks ago Florida State had only been testing their football players, yeah, a total of four times that fall. This whole summer, summer, my bad. Alex said that they've been getting tested at least four times a week Week. over the summer, and like both him and Doug said how like frustrating that was to see. Illinois do everything right. Both of them also said they felt comfortable playing with Illinois protocols in place, which is good to hear. I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen. But they both indicated how frustrating it was to see a team like that still get to be on the football field right now who haven't even been following the protocols Protocols. that they should have been following. And then, you know, the Illinois football team who has been doing everything possible can't play. I mean, it's just frustrating. And I think that's where I think a lot of fans and parents get frustrated. It's like, well, Florida State's playing.
0: Yeah. but Why can't
1: I play? They're doing less than us. Why can't I play? But it's like at the end of the day... Kevin Warren made a decision, right. and he made a decision to not be liable. And he made yeah. a decision to, to not even healthy, risk yeah. it. And, and that, you, I think you, that's have how you have to respect that yeah. to a certain point.
0: That's how you have to look at it. You can't look at it like, oh, man, like Alabama and Clemson, they're going to get to play like, okay, like Ohio State could be competing for whatever, and like they're not going to be able to get the chance. Yeah, but we're living in a time where <laughs> we can't control this. Like, no. as you said before, Kevin Warren can't control this. The no, SEC can't control this. It's not this. Kevin this. Warren's AC, ACC job. <laughs> can't. Right, so it's like – we're living in a time where we can't control this. We have to do the best that we can. And I think the, the thing that's that, like, has really convinced me, yeah, they shouldn't play, is that after that decision that happened in the Big Ten, like, you hear about Nebraska wanting to go off. You hear about Iowa wanting to go off and Michigan wanting to go off. But Illinois and Northwestern, who Illinois is definitely at the forefront, not only in the Big Ten but of the nation, of handling, you know, kids coming back to school and handling athletics on campus in terms of testing. Mm -hmm. And Northwestern, who's probably up there, too, with, you know, how good their medical facilities are and how, you know, abundant testing is. Those were the two schools that were most adamant about the fact that they They should not be playing. And maybe it's because Illinois' numbers are so high because of Cook County. But at the end of the day, like, if those two schools who are at the forefront are like, yeah, we probably shouldn't be playing, why do you – like – what makes you think that like any school should be playing you know and it's frustrating but at the end of the day like this is this is final and like i feel for the the athletes and i feel for the parents um you know as we've seen like the, the there's been a group of big 10 parents who are very adamant and and went to rosemont uh,
1: yeah let's talk about that
0: yeah so do you want to talk about it yeah
1: I the espn actually just published an article uh, about like 20 minutes ago actually 30 minutes ago how a group of big ten football parents protested outside the big ten headquarters up in Rosemont this morning. It was only about 25 parents that showed up, mostly from Ohio State and Iowa, but Illinois and Wisconsin were also represented. At this thing the thing that gets me, and I understand as a parent, like I'm not a parent. Right. Obviously you're not a parent. Like I, hope not. I don't <laughs> I don't get <laughs> i don't understand what it's like to you know see your kid disappointed and see your kid frustrated and you know dreams get crushed whatever but the thing that makes me laugh a little i have to laugh the big ten office was closed today <laughs> like who are they talking to like who I, yeah and i get they're just out there voicing their opinion and they can they have every right to i support that mm-hmm. i support you know whatever you want to put out there but the staff has been working remotely during this Right. Like they're not there kevin Moore's not there you're yeah, not gonna home. catch every kevin time you Warren see him he's at home running <laughs> to lunch like he, you're not gonna catch him out there and ask him a question imagine
0: if he was just trying to dip out <laughs> like with <laughs> a hoodie on <laughs>
1: he's like sunglasses on he's like no, maybe he has like a wig on <laughs> you know type of thing but i mean i get it like you yeah. want to see your kid play but i that's pretty much they've uh, there's been people with like shirts out signs out saying yeah. like we want to play let us play nothing i think inappropriate or anything like that this totally appropriate uh like little protest if you want to call it um and i think but it's to me it's also like okay we got to move on like when's the the point where we say okay yeah we want to fight for this season but like when comes the point where it's time to you know let's just we got to move on to the next thing thing. that
0: i would rather see from like obviously the big 10 parents they have the most credibility when it turns when it comes to like talking about like we want our kids to play they know their kids the best they know the situation they know the sacrifices these kids have made and it's so valid to want your kids to play and i know this this last five months has been frustrating with everybody in terms of covid but i think where the energy needs to shift instead of trying to play this fall you really need to understand how can we make this happen in so that's right in the spring. So that come December, because you're already gonna miss the first however many games of basketball. Mm-hmm. Come December, we can look at basketball and we'd we'll be like, okay, how do we do this successfully? Yeah. So that come March, when maybe it's time to start up a, a, a spring football season, as they talked about, they're gonna they're gonna do. How can you do it effectively so that we can see some sort of sports this year and. I don't know how – I don't know the answer. If I did, I'd be on a phone with Kevin <laughs> Warren today trying to figure that out because, I mean, you, we see how good Illinois can be this year if oh they can gosh. play basketball, you know, like a top-10 team yeah. easily. But, like, you, you're going to have to figure out how you can do it that, as you talked about, doesn't violate that core principle of student first, athlete second, which I don't know if you can do that. Um, and then you're going to have to – if you really want them to play basketball, you're going to have to evaluate – Okay, how much of a student athlete are they? And then I mean, with that, after the season or whatever, you're going to have to look further down the road and how you change that role and stuff, but that need that start that's that thinking needs to start right now. That, and that's what we didn't see. That thinking see.
1: needed to start 2 months ago. No, of
0: course. And that's what we didn't see. I that thinking should have started in
1: March, in March <laughs> or April when
0: we when they first canceled sports and then like cases still started to rise. Mm-hmm. Then you got to be like, "Okay, if this isn't going to go away, if we just like ignore it, how do we play safely and effectively? And they didn't think about that for football. They didn't no. think about that for volleyball or soccer, so they're gonna need to think about it for basketball if they really want that. Because last year they lost all that revenue, most of their Ooh. revenue for not playing conference tournaments and not playing the Big Ten or not playing the NCAA tournament. So they're gonna need to figure out how can we do this effectively so we don't lose money, we don't lose kids' eligibility, we don't lose kids' ability to, you know in the nba or you know go professional for volleyball or go professional for football um and that's think as we said i i hope that thinking has already started because they need to do that now because i mean we've seen the outrage of what happens when the Pac 12 and the big Mm 10 cancel fall sports if that happens again for the spring you're going to see the same outrage but you're going to see more and they need to start thinking about how they can figure this out so that it doesn't
1: happen. I don't want to sound like I'm straight up defending Kevin Warren because I feel like that's all I've been doing. Because, like I said, I don't think he handled everything the correct way. But if you want to see college basketball this year and football eventually, can you let the man breathe? Like, (laughs) let this man breathe from yelling at him about football, volleyball, soccer, cross country. And now let's focus on what we can do next. How can we make college basketball work? How can we make football work this spring? Or how can we make it work next fall? Like, that's what we need to be focused on. It sucks, but it's over. Yeah. You, it is.
0: He said it. It's You over. are <laughs>
1: not, like, the media, a fan, a parent is not going to... Kevin Warren's going to be like, you know what? Brendan, you, re- you wrote I a listen story. I listened to the podcast. I, I like, <laughs> listened to the podcast. You're right. Let me reverse the decision. No. Yeah. His decision's final. It's done. Let's move on. And I think... The cool thing about basketball if we kind of want to transition into that like i read i think a couple weeks ago back now like so most schools if not all colleges are sending kids home at the thanksgiving break like and the rest is going to be online even yes so we're all getting sent home thanksgiving break and the rest is online that period that like month and a half long period most of december or all of december and some of january where there is a limited number of people on campus that's when you need yeah. to play the majority of your basketball season. You say no to limited fans in State Farm Center or you know Mackey Arena, wherever you're playing. You say limited fans, and so you're limiting the number of people coming to campus. Maybe everybody has to show a test. You can't get in State Farm if you right. you haven't tested negative. And that's the
0: cool thing about the test, too. You, you It doesn't just have to be student. If you're an Illinois resident, you can get yeah, tested. Yeah,
1: you can get tested. So maybe we do it that way. Okay, then... You get the majority of your Big Ten season done. You, you know, we've seen the possibilities of maybe hosting those, not preseason tournaments, but those beginning of the season yeah. non conference yeah, tournaments yeah. in like in Orlando, like the NBA has been doing. That'd be really cool. I mean, because if you're technically, if those kids are on like Thanksgiving break, right. you're not taking them away from school. Right. Perfect. And then you just play your Big Ten season in that December, you know, January time period and then you know you'd have to take away some of those non-conference games like a Miami we had yeah. last year things like that but I, I feel like it could work and then you maybe consider a bubble again for March Madness yeah. uh, which again would have to you'd have to figure out classes and everything but you could make college basketball work mostly because it's just a smaller team than a football like yeah. you have up to like 13-15 players Couple coaches, couple training staff members, and you're good. You know, around like 20, 25 people at most.
0: And that, yeah, like you said, like that's what's going to have to happen. And luckily for basketball, they play during Thanksgiving break. They play during winter mm-hmm. break in a regular year. So if they would do that from November to January or whatever, um, they could do that. Whether that be like a reduced season, like you said, playing the Big Ten. Like it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to play each Big Ten team twice. Twice. Right? So yeah, that's what, you 26 that. games and. Then you miss out on a couple of conference games or whatever. And I understand you're going to have to evaluate okay, so like, what does this mean for, you know, teams that aren't in a great conference? Or what does mm-hmm. this mean because we don't really see interconference play and like the talent, but you're getting basketball. And like, that's the most important thing. And,
1: like and you, you can said, have those, you know, the heads of March Madness or whatever, the committee out. Right. figure out how to seed based right. on, you know, conference. There's strength.
0: already so many stats and stuff exactly. about that. And that's the
1: easy part.
0: Right, exactly. So, and then when you do that, March Madness is already kind of a bubble in terms of they take them away and yeah. they're traveling for up to two weeks depending on how long they're in the tournament so if you were to do that in say you run out of orlando or you run out uh like where any other sports complex that's just huge and maybe mm-hmm. has four or five basketball courts and then you yeah. have everybody i know that's 64 teams and that's you know however many players and trainers or you do something where it's like you got a bubble in Orlando and you got a bubble in New York and you got a bubble in yeah even
1: if you just do two bubbles for each side of the bracket right
0: exactly and and then then you bring you bring them
1: together once it's time I mean I think there's ways that
0: you can do it college
1: basketball if college basketball doesn't get played that's all on the heads of the conference because you've had time you know we just gave you a plan we just gave you a plan, If you're Kevin. listening, this is our plan and we
0: want <laughs> credit for it come March, Kevin.
1: Because at this point, if college basketball, if winter sports don't get played, then that's a problem with not the government and not anything else, but just not being able to plan ahead. And I think that's what it comes down to. Is they've had plenty of time to figure out winter sports, so that should be the focus now. But I think in terms of Illinois basketball.
0: something kind of good.
1: It's kinda good. Like I mean, just got back we're... on campus. We saw a few First pictures of him back at oven um yesterday maybe two days ago yeah i think i a saw her first week. yesterday
0: um Andre, which was probably hard for him because he i mean he probably had to get an apartment like he was committed to yeah. the nba and then like obviously i, and I think if this well, was a regular said, year he would have been in the nba
1: um the zoom he did with uh some of the illinois media members a day or two after he dropped the video he said yeah he, he hadn't even found an apartment yet because right. he was so locked in on the nba which is which is, i think is a good mentality is a great mentality i'm sure you know they figured yeah, out they, sure they weren't somewhere let him now, be and I'm sure <laughs> he has to quarantine a little too, just yeah. because he was up in Chicago, or at least had to get a couple negative tests. Um, but I think it's nice to see him and Kofi back at. Uh, it um, is, and at,
0: it's very exciting with this team because, like, this team. I think what will separate them is how deep that they can be if -hmm. Curbelo and Miller come in and actually, like, they work out the way that we think they're going to work out, which, like, I I mean, we think they will. You think about, you know, potential starting lineups with Trent Frazier, Ayo, DeMonte, maybe Georgie, maybe um, Hutcherson, Mm -hmm. and then you got Kofi, and then you look at this bench that are going to be maybe two stars on the bench, which I don't know if you ever really see that happening. So, like, this team has the potential to be so deep and so offensively and defensively talented um, which is another step from what they were last year, and they were ranked in you know for most of the second half yeah. of the season. So I mean, people are putting this Illinois team up there, you know, and they think that they're going to do really well. Which I mean, they should. They they have a lot of experience on this team. They have a couple potential pros, um, obviously in Kofi and Io, and then you look at maybe Curbelo and, and Miller, Miller in a couple years, and then you look at maybe guys who have the possibility of going pro overseas,
1: like a Hutcherson. Right. Pot. and a
0: Frazier or somebody like somebody that Somebody
1: like that, yeah.
0: So, it'll be very very interesting to see and I think that's why like basketball like needs to Yeah. Especially cuz the Big 10 is just going to be so talented. You Big think about all the people stacked. think about all the people that are coming back. How good it was last year and you got people like Luka Garza coming back. You got Michigan returning a couple people. It's just it's it'll be very very exciting and that's why like I'm kind of for this like, "Alright, let's do this. We're only doing Big 10." Because, yeah. like, that competition Either is Either way, be so Big good. Ten
1: basketball is going to be so competitive. Know, whether you're playing yeah. outside of the conference yeah. or not. And I think that'll make Illinois even better. If you're constantly going into a game and you aren't even really a huge favorite. You know what mm. I mean? Obviously, Illinois is going to be a favorite in most of their games this season. At least in the pre, like preseason favorites. But I want to talk about Andy Katz put out today i think just a andy little Katz's bit earlier he Andy. him and um john rothstein actually too yeah but andy katz put out like a top 10 players returning in college basketball i think he only released 10 through 6 so far but kofi was um in the top 10 i think he was actually number 10 yeah the 10th best returning player in college basketball which is crazy
0: because you also know that i was going to be on that list well yeah
1: i was going to be one through five if not i i mean i guess you probably have to put Luca Garza at one. Yeah. And maybe Iowa two or three. Um, but I think either way, this is exciting. But I think the biggest thing for Illinois is, okay, you have the depth. You have the size. You have the backcourt. You have the defense. The question mark, which it's always been this these past couple of years, is the shooting. Where is the shooting going to come from? Because you have Alan Griffin transfer, yeah. um, which, by the way, if you haven't heard, he got the waiver to yeah. not have to sit out a year so did tev um Tevion jones he got a waiver too nt double day i swear they just like put and you know no hate to alan or tev i hope they do great things at right, right. their respective but it's schools like, yeah. but for football and basketball i swear they just throw all the transfer names in a hat and pick who gets a waiver <laughs> like, i swear this happens yeah. but whatever I mean, yeah. but you lose alan he was your big shooter who's gonna step up as a shooter this year Trent was very inconsistent last year we know DeMonte isn't really an offensive threat. Io's jump shot is still a little unconvincing. You know, yeah. it's a little inconsistent.
0: And I think that's where, like...
1: Carbello's not projected to right, be a great right, right. shooter. I so think that's where Adam Miller,
0: Adam Miller has to step really up really fit in. I, I think he will take sort of that um, Alan Griffin role mm-hmm. from last year in terms of, like, so maybe sometimes starting, maybe sometimes coming We're off the off bench, bench and yeah. just being able, you know, to, to, to get buckets, shot. like, yeah. for real, and that's all it is. And, like... I mean, like, obviously, Andre Miller's I mean, sorry, obviously, Adam (laughs) Miller is going to be a starter in the Big Ten if he stays another year, which I think he will just based on how talented this team is. Um, So his time is going to come. But I think he really needs to solidify himself his first year in terms of like, all right, how can I help this team score? And then you also have to look at Trent Frazier, as you said, last year was not as consistent as he's been in past years um he made up yeah he made up for it on the defensive end Mm -hmm. like how good he was on defense and if he continues to work on a shot and find his confidence again I mean obviously his freshman year he was just like shoot it all the time and like even his sophomore year he was just that guy that can shoot it whenever Mm -hmm. and I don't see a problem with him still being that guy um I think he like he should probably work a little bit off ball Mm -hmm. um just because Io I think is a better playmaker than him um And if he works off ball and, you know, gets those shots, I think those are the ones that are going to count. But, I mean, if you're looking at Illinois and being like, okay, they might be, like, just inconsistent with their three and, like, Mm -hmm. that's their only weakness. Like, I think that's a huge thing. I think even last year, like, their biggest weakness and the reason why they weren't as good in the first half of the season is just they didn't know how to play with each other. Mm -hmm. They completely changed the system because, I mean, you have Kofi Coburn, and this year they have... I mean, they've had a year of experience with the same core. And obviously, you're going to miss Alan Griffin. And obviously, um, you know, you're going to miss Andres release, But this is the same core. They're going to be running a similar offense. They're going to be running a similar defense. And I think this is the year that whenever the season starts, you have to start very, very convincing and very, very strong.
1: Yeah, and I think if I'm Underwood, but um, shout out – Brad Underwood, he's lost like thirty pounds in quarantine. Man, it's been working Shout out him. him. He looks Get him good. on the court. <laughs> like, yeah, put him on the court. No, um, but I think if you're Underwood, you have to tell each guy. Like, you you see problems with, especially I, I guess maybe like NBA teams as an example. Like when you have too many stars, you have too mm-hmm. many. You have an Adam Miller, you have an I, you have a Kofi, and may, maybe a Curbelo. You know, depending on how he pans out, but you have all the stars in one one system, one court. It can get messy if you aren't on the same page of, I have to do what I can do to make this team better. Not what's going right. to my make my stat line look good. Not what's going to be, you know, impressive to, you know, whoever, right. my girlfriend, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like, you have to look at, like each player has to look at themselves and be like, okay, what can I bring yeah. to the table? Not, you know, I want to be the one shooting. Like, I want to do this. Like, okay, what does Io have, or what what does Io not have that I have better? Or if I'm Io, what what do I have that I could do a little better than Adam or Austin Hutcherson or Andre Corbello? Like, you know, if I'm Georgie, what can I add to Kofi's game that can help us better in the postgame? So I think each player has to do their part in just being their own player and, you know, setting themselves apart in a different aspect of the game to make this team one. I mean, you see. you saw it with, like, I don't want to make comparisons at all, but, like, the Warriors, like, they were full of stars yeah. still, and they all, and they, knew how to work they you know, Steph had his shot, Katie had his inside game, like, everybody had their part. And
0: I think that comes down to coaching, and, like, obviously, you look at the Warriors, and Steve Kerr is just, like, yeah. the ultimate role player, so he knows how to make, you know, players see value in things that aren't traditionally, mm-hmm. like... You know, sports center top ten, but also I think the most important person that's going to have to do that is Georgie. I mean, we saw last Mm -hmm. year he struggled with trying to figure out his role and trying to stay out of foul trouble and trying to you know do the same things he was able to do his freshman year. Obviously, this is a more talented team than it was his freshman year, but he's still, I he's still a really really good player. He just has to figure out how do I work with you know not being the center and not being able Mm -hmm. to do what I have to do in the post because I mean I think we all know. It's gonna be Kofi that gets the post touches, which it should be. I mean, like, there needs to be someone when Kofi gets tired. There needs to be
1: someone that can, you know, post someone up who can get a rebound, who can get a block. And I think Georgia's capable of that. I'm not as high on Georgie as a lot of people are, and I mean to, no disrespect. I just, you know, he he was signed like for a reason. And, yeah. But I think he can still do his part. He can still be that guy and that's what I, yeah. when Kofi needs a break or when, you know, Kofi's in foul trouble, which happened a lot last year. Yeah. Kofi got in a lot of foul trouble, so you need to be that guy who can, you know, not be Kofi but can be as effective as him in different ways. And I think one thing that I know a lot of people didn't like, but – Georgie developed a better outside game, which is yeah. something that Kofi doesn't have. Kofi doesn't have an outside game <laughs> at
0: all. At I love all. Kofi, but he cannot. Yeah. I, which Respectful he might, be, I mean, he might come this he, year. I saw some videos, he, but like.
1: I mean, if he wants to really succeed in the NBA, he has to develop that outside and game. I think he and will. I'm not I mean, saying I, that he yeah. should be knocking down threes every game, but.
0: He has to be a guardable out there.
1: And he has to be able to guard out there. Like, yeah, yeah. he has to be able to guard Luca Garza. Because Luca Garza can hit the three yeah. consistently. So that that's Kofi's weakness, and I think Kofi knows that. I'm sure he heard that from you know, scouts and yeah. being in the whole draft process this year. But Georgie can get out on the perimeter. He can shoot to an extent. I think he needs to work on the consistency of his shot. But he can also defend on the perimeter. I think he's a little quicker, and I think he's a little more agile than Kofi just because he has a right. smaller body, shorter. And you I know? think
0: he's going to need to be the person... Whether he starts or not, which I, I doubt. I, he'll doubt start. He I mean, starts. he, I mean, he fought for starting last year. Yeah. Um, so I doubt he starts this year. But he's going to be the person that's with that bench unit. That's, I mean, he can facilitate a little bit mm-hmm. when you look at Corbello and, and and Miller, and he's going to be able to hold that team, hold the second team down, so that you know you're not guessing. You know when Io and Kofi are sitting on the bench, you're not like okay, like, you're like oh, all like right, this is this like, when they come no, back? Like, like you put yeah. Curbelo
1: and you put Georgie out there, and I think. Another key piece. I mean, we could go on and on right. about everybody, but I think another really big factor, and I know people have talked about it, but Kerbelo's passing ability. I yeah. mean, you have a guy who can really get the ball to Kofi and Georgie, like, and I think more, that's what Kofi needs. Like, Kofi needs someone who. If Kofi's not super open, like, Curbelo can still fit that ball no. in. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing for both Kofi and Georgie or, you know, maybe a Jermaine Hamlin if he gets minutes or things like that. But you have an elite, elite passer. And I think that's going to be huge for the post just as a whole.
0: It is going to be so fun. Um,
1: so wear your mask. Wear so your we mask, can,
0: please. Wear your so mask. We can watch Illinois Get tested. Well. Even if you don't go to the school, if you live in Champagne, get tested. Because, yeah. like, those numbers are also going to influence – um, how campus you know, goes and, how and all that yeah so you know
1: sports go please
0: please get tested follow the CDC guidelines do your part obviously like us doing our part is only half the battle we need mm-hmm. to you know on on a governmental level needs needs to you know work better but um, do your part stay inside as best as you can um, and we'll see what happens I mean we've already seen successful bubbles as we I mean like the NBA playoffs are just started this weekend and they're very exciting um so that's i mean that's what we have to do is just do our part but speaking of the nba uh
1: yeah let's get into that
0: i'm excited i mean like i've been watching
1: some nba lately you know how
0: much of an nba fan i am shout out to the bulls for getting the fourth pick in the draft (laughs) last night didn't think it was gonna happen we were watching that together if
1: somebody can explain to us Reach out to us why they I don't, moved up. Yeah,
0: I don't know how that happened. I'm sure it's like a simple know. like thing. I don't yeah. know how they jumped. I haven't
1: really looked into it either. Because like I they didn't I get the seventh
0: pick and they just jumped into the top four. I don't know how that happened. Um, good for them. I haven't been reading a lot. Bad journalist. But um, yeah, I don't know. But good for them. They're going to get the fourth pick. They're going to get a top four player in this draft. Hopefully they draft right. I think they will with the new front office changes. Hopefully they get a good coach. We'll see all that. But they're not in the bubble. So let's talk about the bubble.
1: Let's talk about the NBA
0: playoffs have started. There's been some good games. Notably, I think the best game has been the first game against the Utah Jazz and um the Denver Nuggets, where Donovan Mitchell had fifty seven points, just not missing a shot, shooting great, driving great, and then arguably in the fourth quarter arguably in the fourth quarter, Jamal Murray was better. I think he ended with thirty seven points. Um it's just been really exciting. The, the bubble, obviously, like, the seating games weren't as exciting. It was a little weird adjusting yeah. to no fans. But, I mean, I like it. It's At least it's live sports that actually matter. Um, it
1: sounds to me like like when I'm watching a game, I feel like I'm watching, like, a AAU tournament or and something. And that's how they
0: explain. Like, that's how and they feel. And it's kind of yeah. cool it because cool. I feel
1: like it's – and I think the bubble in general has, like, brought these guys and these players, like, a it's little so more cool. together. And cool. they've been having fun. And I think that's cool to see because – we talked about this last night I think. We were just watching the Lakers game and it's like the NBA is so progressive and so just like modern. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right term to like use, but they want their players to express their personalities. Yeah. They you know, they have they support social like the social change and everything, which is obviously so big. And shout out WNBA for doing that for too. Real. But Pioneers. Yeah, but I think the NBA organization as a whole has just like let these guys just like let their personalities go like which is awesome because you you see these professional athletes and you think they're so different from you like we were talking about jimmy butler last night how he just likes to drink wine (laughs) i'm like "Mm, me too (laughs) just kidding (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) but like You get to see these guys' personalities, and I think they're coming through even more in the bubble because they're all just you know like hanging out as bros. But it's cool because it feels like a like an AAU tournament, like a high school basketball tournament, and it's exciting. We wish that they weren't bleeping out the words because it's funny. Let them
0: say it. I wanted to hear what happens. Do two
1: channels like on the Last Dance so we could hear the words. Everybody want
0: to hear what happens. Do it ESPN. You want. But
1: the bubble in general has just been cool, and I think. The end of, like, the regu- regular season, I guess you could call it. I don't really know what you want to call it. The end of the, uh, They call
0: them the seeding games. The seeding yeah. games.
1: I didn't really watch, to be honest. I wasn't that intrigued because Me I either. feel like everybody like you knew. Yeah. And you know, the only, like, the people that... The only team yeah. I was really keeping up on was the Suns just because that was so yeah. cool, but sucks for them, I guess. But I think the biggest thing right now is just that it's kind of like anybody's game every day. And yeah. I know it's kind of, like, cliche to say, but... I feel like you're seeing some really good games, at least through like the first three quarters. I know like last night, obviously the Lakers pulled away and there's, you know, been some of that with the Clippers too, but I don't know. I think it's also cool that there's just basketball every, like all day.
0: And I think what's the coolest thing about it is there's no home court advantage Mm -hmm. and there's no travel fatigue. So you look at like, for instance, Dallas that would have to have gone to LA in a regular year, have gone Mm -hmm. to LA, have stayed in LA, have... Like had thirty thousand people cheering against them every night.
1: It gets really they, only about who right, plays Who better. is the
0: better team? And I mean, like, so far in that series, the Dallas Clipper series, like, they have. I think Dallas has been the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. But do you want to go over favorites? Who do you think? Yeah. Okay, so what's so your finals I'm still, matchup? I'm
1: still sticking with. I said, me and Josh talked about this a few, several weeks back, maybe. I'm still sticking with um Bucks and Lakers. Mm-hmm. I I hate to be that person, obviously because I am like knowledgeable in sports, so I don't wanna be but like I the Lakers. The Lakers. It it's yeah. the Lakers because of Kobe and because of fate. It's because of the universe. <laughs> I hate to be that person, but it's the Lakers. Um That's who you got winning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I can't – and I know this is based off, like, no actual, like, sports discussion, but, like, something in my mind – and it's, I know it's not just me, but, like, something in my mind is, like, LeBron's not losing this year.
0: I can see he's that. He's not ha- – and yeah.
1: I feel like LeBron did not play well in the beginning of the bubble. Right. I, he didn't impress me. He only had I don't had 10 think points he's washed at all. Uh, no, even, not at no. all. No, 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 no. But he had, to, he had he a triple-double had... the other night. Yeah. But, okay, I I don't care that LeBron only had 10 points last night. The team won because –
0: Anthony Davis had like –
1: Anthony Davis (laughs) is crazy. Like, he's so good. And it's like you have that dynamic with LeBron and AD where, okay, if LeBron is having a bit of an off night or, you know, he's just not getting to the basket, it's not falling, you have AD there to, you know, pick him up, vice versa. You know, if LeBron's having a big night and AD is struggling a little, it's still going to be okay most likely. I just don't see LeBron losing this. Um But the Clippers have – obviously, I think the Clippers have the best chance to beat the Lakers um, just because – not in the finals, obviously, Mm -hmm. but in the West. Um, Just because I think there's just that different level of competitiveness. I think we've seen that rivalry all season, and it's – you know, the narrative's kind of drawn out by now, but, you know, battle of L.A. and everything. But, I don't know. I just think Kawhi and Paul George – I know Paul George had a little bit of an off night the other night, but, again – he, this guy, Paul George can't go out and score 30 every night. Yeah. I mean... No, yeah, yeah. But I think the most exciting person to watch right now is obviously Damian Lillard. Like, he's just crazy. What What was the... Yeah, in the, the last five graphic, games, he had
0: like 48 points a game or like something like that. He's averaging like 48
1: points in the last five... Like, he's insane. What? I mean,
0: he literally has put the team on his back and yeah. is like, I'm not losing. I don't like, think they'll the win it. because no, I, I, it'll be I don't over think in the six. whole
1: team, but... He's just been going crazy. It'll be
0: interesting to see how he plays. He did, like, dislocate his finger. No, x-rays were negative, so, like, he said he's yeah, playing game three. I, I,
1: um,
0: so, I we'll see. But it's that. good to see for Dam- or Damian Lillard. That team had faced so much injury mm-hmm. this year and barely made the playoffs. But I Who's mean, your like,
1: team? Who are your teams? Yeah, yeah.
0: So, this is hard because as much as I love Giannis... I think that the Raptors have the best chance to win, okay. basically solely based on the same thing as last year. I think that their interior defense with Marc Gasol, Serge Ibaka, and Pascal Siakam is just so dynamic and good that Giannis is gonna have to find a different way to play than he plays against any other NBA team. Mm-hmm. So I got the Bucks and Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals game to seven to okay. go to game seven. But the interesting thing will be the Eastern Conference semifinals because I also have the Celtics and Raptors, and I think mm. the Raptors are going to win in seven games. Really? Okay. But the Celtics also are so good that they yeah. they could be the team to make the Raptors so fatigued that now you got to go face Giannis, who two steps from the three point line, he's dunking in your face. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. But I don't think I think the Raptors are going to win. I think the Lakers are going to win. I don't even think. And I was a big Clippers fan, like, not fan, but, like, supporter in the beginning of the year just because I thought their team was so deep. I thought, you know, they were just going to, you know, they are just going to do their thing, yeah. right? It hasn't shown in the bubble. It hasn't shown no. in the playoffs. I'm scared that they're going to lose to the Mavs because, the, like, you saw when um, Chris Haps was got two uh, technical files and got ejected in the first game. Yeah. Whole game shifted. The Mavs were up. They lost that game because Chris Haps wasn't in there. The second game they played, the Mavs handled the Clippers. Uh-huh. They handled them. So it'll be interesting. Play or Paul George needs to step up um and and do his thing. I know they've had injury problems. I know they had chemistry problems, but they need to do that if they want to win. And even if they beat the Mavs, they're gonna have to face either the Utah Jazz or the Denver Nuggets, who are both really good teams. So I think it'll be the Lakers in Denver in the Western Conference Finals and then the Lakers will win in like five or six uh-huh. just because of how talented. LeBron and A.D.R. Um, and then I think the Raptors win the finals. I think that really? the Raptors beat the Lakers. I think just because the thing that scares me about the Lakers is they have two of the best five players in the league. But I do not. I'm not like I don't. I don't. Their their depth is so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. You look at KCP who had a good game last last night. But it's just very inconsistent. You look at Alex Crusoe who. I mean, I love what he stands for, <laughs> I love, but I don't think he's that good of a player. Yeah. I, I mean, he I mean, he, he gets good dumps and he has his moments and stuff and he's, he, he looks funny or whatever. But I don't think he's that good of a player <laughs> no. in terms of like being the starting point guard. And that's hard because Rondo didn't go to the bubble, so it's hard. Like You, yeah. lose, you lose that and you lose Avery Bradley, who's a, so you, you don't have a lot of depth. And you have J.R. Smith, who's been notoriously inconsistent <laughs> in the playoffs. You have Deion Waiters, who you don't really know what that's going to bring like obviously he's a hooper he gets buckets but like you don't know what that's going to be in the finals and then you have danny green who hasn't been playing that good in, yeah. in the bubble either so i think that the raptors depth and how good they are as a team is really going to stifle them obviously it's going to be a good series obviously brown's not going to go out without a fight he's going to yeah. have an amazing finals even if he only scores 10 points a game for you know the first three rounds of the playoff his, he's going to have an insane finals he's just saving his energy i know um and anthony davis is going to have an insane finals yeah. too but the thing that I think makes the difference is, again, the Raptors' interior defense is LeBron is somebody who will get past you at any point, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to get past Pascal Siakam, and then you're going to run into Serge Ibaka, and then if you m- go through Serge Ibaka, Marcus on the opposite end the help, yeah. it's going to be hard for them. It's going to be a seven-game series, but I think the Raptors win back-to-back, and really? it'll be very That'd be crazy. That would be the most
1: surprising thing if... If that were to happen, like, going back however many months when, you know, Kawhi went to the whatever, yeah. like, not that the Raptors were only good because of Kawhi, because that's clearly yeah. not the case. They're a really good team. I think Kyle Lowry's really good. I really like him. But if, you know, you were to say that they were actually, like, a viable option to win again, I wouldn't have believed you. I
0: wouldn't have either. I thought they were going to be, like, a six seed.
1: Yeah, but they're, I mean, I don't know. I think everybody in the playoffs right now is good, and I think everybody has their own chance. Um, 76ers probably. Mm, no, nah, they lost Ben the Simmons. They're done. They might. As well they pack might get it swept up and go home. I but think they're gonna get swept. I think so too. It'll be sad to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the rest of this playoff is gonna be really good, and I'm really excited. I'm actually. I was looking at the skills right now. The Clippers and Mavs. I forgot they play again tonight. Yeah. At eight, so we'll definitely have to watch that game because I. I think that series probably right now is the most intriguing to me, just because I think everybody expected the Clippers to just not yeah. blow through everybody, but, but like be there at the end. But be there at the end with the Lakers, you know. Whether you know whoever wins, I think the this the conference finals was supposed to be Lakers Clippers. Yeah. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting if the Mavs, you know, Luka Doncic, I can't say his name. Person um, <laughs> is they can pull it off. I think it'll be interesting. I like the Clippers, and I really like Kawhi, but also, you know, I love a good, like, underdog story, mm. so I'd like the Mavs to win. Um, it'll be interesting. I think what the NBA, uh, NBA has done is great. I think it's so cool, and I think it's so fun to watch. Um, and even, I, I don't know, I like the little virtual fan thing. I do, too. I'm a fan of it.
0: It's, <laughs> I want to get on there.
1: It's kind of realistic, because they're watching the game as it happens, yeah. like, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, let's. We should. We should email. try to apply. And I'm gonna read, email the which, Lakers, LeBron, if you're
0: listening right now. I know you are out there. Please give me a link.
1: Give us give the, Zoom the Zoom link. link. <laughs> give us the <a> Zoom <laughs> link. We have working cameras and audio.
0: I will be on there. I I'll. I will support you. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Brandon knows. Brandon knows everybody. So.
1: Yeah, you're right. He does. He. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get
0: yeah. it. Um, but yeah, this has been. Another episode of the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm so happy to be back providing with content as much as possible as it comes through. Um, for Gabby, for me, for Josh will be here. I just had to shout out Josh. I haven't seen him in Yeah, so Josh
1: will be back next week.
0: Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Uh, subscribe, like, rate, review. Um,
1: only five stars though.
0: Only five stars. If we don't you, want them four stars.
1: Yeah, if you're going to give us three or four stars, don't, don't, do it, don't bother do leaving a review. Thanks.
0: Uh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, Keep it up Alana Nation.